Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and we have Blake, our co-host, returning for What Happened, Cad Bane. And uh, Cad Bane is a character that's come up time and time again. And uh, for spoilers, for anyone who hasn't seen Book of Boba Fett, but uh, meets his uh, timely end. And we're going to be chatting about this character as a full story arc from beginning to end all the pieces and bits of canon that he's shown up in through the years we've had a great time doing these what happened episodes on various characters over the podcast and uh, this is just the latest one to hit our what happened sub series so let's get into it landing it's impossible not to mention deadly i want a rogue class starfighter with elite weapons cloaking device the works oh and triple my usual rate here we are with cad bane what happened welcome back to the show blake hey thanks josh always good to be here what an exciting character to talk about i know this has been one of your favorites for as long as i can remember i think when i met you uh, I, I got a glimpse into the past of Josh, and you were already doing voice impressions. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think my voice is a little squeakier back then, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, you know, Kevin is such a good character because uh, he's one of these guys that just um, uh, he's one of these characters that just really. Uh, brings the Western side of Star Wars back out again, you know, and and uh, I feel like some aspects of Star Wars kind of stray really far from that that old uh, that old West kind of uh, vibe, uh, which which is what mm-hmm. a, a New Hope kind of gave us on Tatooine, and then you kind of with the with the cantina, you know, the saloon, if you will, and yeah, uh, it was very much like an old West planet. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Cad Bane kind of really brings that back. And, you know, I know Boba had, you know, you had the Western flair going on with the Spurs and all that. But uh, in the prequels, you didn't really, we didn't really have any of that stuff. And it wasn't really a familiar, uh, a familiar tone, I guess, through, uh, through those first three, three episodes. And no, you're right. And I know a lot of people, when the prequels came out, they disliked how different they were. And I bet yeah. that was a big part of it. Right. They're, they're missing the, the spaghetti Western feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and Django, Django, he's, I wouldn't really call him like a West, uh, like, you know, an old Western cowboy style kind of guy because he's, uh, he's really like rough around the edges. So he's got that going for him and he does have the kind of dual slinging gun thing going on with the, yeah. Uh, but I, other than that, though, it, you know, there really isn't a lot of uh, scum and villainy, I guess, is is, the, is what the, I would use to describe, you know, that seedy kind of underworld uh, Western no, side, right? It wasn't. We mm-hmm. got a different type of 
underworld in the prequels. I'm yeah, like, absolutely. Because yeah. we're dealing more with the separatists. That was more, I guess, their underworld. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and the and the bounty hunters and assassins that we are are that we do see and meet in the prequels uh, are, are at times, you know, they're they're not the Western cowboy kind of style people. They're they're different, right? Like Zam Wessel or uh, Aura Singh. Uh, yeah, they're more of political assassins. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not people I would pin for being uh, being cowboyish. And and Cad Bane is just this very prominent to a lot of us. Has been this prominent character now from Clone Wars that kind of emanates with that prequel era, and uh, and he's like a hundred percent just straight out of this Western culture in Star Wars, right? So he's he's just such a cool character, uh, and uh, what makes him yep, so absolutely. Yeah, and what makes yeah, him so right. interesting? He's just got less of a code of ethics, you know. He's he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what he is. Like he's the he's got the flat brim. You never see his eyes when he approaches you, right? And then yeah. he's the the quickest draw in the West. Yeah, he's the guy you don't want to mess with, right? He's a he's the anti-hero to the Lone Ranger. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so the Jedi have lots of run-ins with him over the Clone Wars, and he frequently deals with the Separatists. And, uh, and you know, uh, I guess now that we've got shows, within the last two years, we've kind of realized, uh, hey, this guy's been around longer than we thought. Uh, because uh, quite a few years ago, you know, Clone Wars was canceled. There were some story arcs planned for him, which we'll get into and talk about, uh, which potentially would have ended his storyline in that era. Uh, but over the last two years, Bad Batch has come out. A lot of people know he shows up in Bad Batch. A lot of people have seen Book of Boba and know that he kind of meets his end in the end show there. And, Spoilers. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you know, it's it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, at this point, we can look at this character as a complete picture. And I'm sure he'll show up again in, in other stories that, that Lucasfilm puts out, you know, in comics, books, whatever. Uh, but uh, those are there's going to be stories that kind of fit within the existing time frame that he's still alive, and uh, now we have the chance to kind of look back at this character's history and when he's popped up and stuff like that, and see kind of which characters he's actually had personal dealings with and stories that he's been involved with and stuff like that. And uh, the first one actually starts off in uh, a comic book, which takes place before the Phantom Menace, and it's called Darth Maul, and it's a five issue miniseries is what they call it it's it's not an ongoing series it's just like a uh, a short stint of a story and um yeah so uh we can talk about that one first um but uh yeah so cad bane was a duros male bounty hunter duros being you know blue skinned red big red eyes uh mercenary the aliens that we yeah. see in the the original cantina scene right yeah yeah those were uh, yeah i guess episode four was the first movie to actually feature Duros, you know, in a live action. Uh, yeah, there's two uh, like space pilots just kind of chilling there in the cantina. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was a, a male bounty hunter, mercenary in the galaxy, whose career spanned from the fall of the Galactic Republic to uh, through the reign of the Galactic Empire and into the era of the New Republic. After the unceremonious demise of Jango Fett at the first Battle of Geonosis in. 22 BBY. Bane was considered the best and one of the most experienced bounty hunters of that era. Although his infamy grew during the Clone Wars in particular, 
Bane had a high standing both within the underworld and amongst other bounty hunters. He was known for his large brim hats, wielded a pair of LL-30 blaster pistols, wore electro gauntlets with stunners and flamethrowers. He also had a breathing tubes which enabled him to survive being force choked and rocket boots that enabled him to fly. Pretty cool guy. <laughs> um, what did you think when you saw him for the first time in Clone Wars? For the first time? Yeah. Gosh, that was so long ago. I think I, I was surprised that the bounty hunter was just so cowboy. I mean, I'll, now I love it about him, but I think the first time I saw him, I was I was surprised that it was just a straight out of a, an old West film, just character just pulled right out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that friggin' hat. <laughs> <laughs> that that friggin' hat, you know. Yeah, his first appearance was in season one of the Clone Wars at the very, very end episode when uh, they kidnap uh, Zero the Hut, which uh, or from well, they, you know, they liberate him from the Republic uh, prison. But uh, yeah, we'll get into that in just a bit. So th- this comic book, Darth Maul, takes place before the Phantom Menace, and uh, it. Uh, uh, he shows up specifically in issue number two, I believe it is, uh, all the way through number five. And uh, we can just kind of summarize uh, sort of like what happened here. So uh, basically in the story, uh, Darth Maul is kind of blood thirsty, right? And we, I think we, I forget, did we do a what happened on Darth Maul? I think we did, didn't we? I don't know. Can't remember. That's a good question. Can't even remember which ones we which ones we've done now and which ones we haven't. Um, yeah, we either did or we just overlapped a lot with the dark saber and maybe Ahsoka. Right. Yeah. It might have been the dark saber. Anyway. Um, yeah. So. Oh yeah. So Darth Maul and the dark saber. What happened? Yeah. So we did that one March eighth, two thousand twenty-one. So that was quite a while ago now. That was um, a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so we 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 brought it up in that. Uh, in that ep- uh, that episode as well, but um, Darth Maul is pretty pretty bloodthirsty right now, and he's he's kind of going on a on a uh, he's tr- he's trying to kill as many Jedi as he can without Sidious finding out. He's just getting bored, you know. He's like, when, oh, when, I have when, read this. When are we like? When are we revealing ourselves to the Jedi? You know, he's like he's he's thirsty for it. And um, Bane Bane was recently uh, because Django is still alive at this point. And Bane has been mentored by fellow bounty hunter Django Fett uh, during this time period, or just before this. And um, around this point, uh, when Darth Maul, he's on, uh, uh, he was he's contracted by by Maul, and uh, they meet on Narshada, and uh, the, some business is going down there, and Aura Singh is there along with like a few other bounty hunters. And they assist Maul in acquiring uh, a Jedi Padawan, who he's after from an auction. And during the auction, uh, Bane and a bunch of bounty hunters uh, they kill uh, they kill the crew aboard uh, this freight gunship that they're on. And along with Maul and uh, Ora Singh and the others, uh, they they end up piloting uh, a stolen ship to uh, subdue some some thugs. Uh, they uh That's right yeah so yeah. there's like tasks for this auction and then he has yeah. to like complete it to like win the, the jedi girl right yeah yeah exactly um there was an interesting moment where bane and or actually try to um 
they're, they're like, oh, maybe we should kill him. Maybe we should kill him all because, you know, he's a dangerous guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's Probably kind of like, did the galaxy a lot of a big favor there. Yeah, yeah, they would have done Qui-Gon a bit of a favor there. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, um, so the ship that they're on is sabotaged. They crash land into this moon um, and uh, they end up surviving, obviously. And they... Um, they realize that uh, the leader of this auction who who basically sold this Jedi Padawan or whatever actually has set it up so that they're the bait almost like they're making sport. They're making further money out of making sport of the people that thought they got away with just buying this Jedi auction. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm going to rephrase that. Um, so they, they bought this Jedi, right, for a bunch of money and then it turns out the ship that they're on is sabotaged on purpose so that the people who buy the Jedi are crash landed onto the planet so that they and the Jedi end up getting away. And then everyone who wasn't able to buy the Jedi at the auction end up going on a big hunt and they have to pay money to get into this hunt. And uh, it becomes a big sport thing, like hunting down the people that, you know, bought the Jedi. But then it's more for just everyone can, you know, go after the Jedi kind of thing. And uh, so milk in the as much money. Yeah, as can so they're basically. The yeah, they're double dipping. Yeah, they're double dipping for sure. And you know, Cad Bane gets sucked into this thing, and he's one of those one of those bounty hunters on the surface of the moon that that crashes down there. And uh, it's you know it's a comic worth reading because you get to see Bane you know shoot up a bunch of people and and uh, you see him in a survival state. And uh, I, I don't want to really say there's there's a, a, an incredible amount of crucial stuff other than the fact that Maul at this point has a relationship of some kind, a working relationship with, with Aura Singh. And that's kind of the, the main takeaway from that whole uh, that whole thing. Because Is this supposed to be the first time they work together? I, I don't really know. Um, I know Aura also had worked with Django. So, like, you know, the bounty hunting community, at least the elites it's quite a small circle, I think, as far as like the most reputable. So uh, at this point in time, I think he's been doing what he's been doing for a while. And, uh, you know, at the end of this comic, Bane, obviously he kind of, he gets away and, um, you know, it's just kind of, it ends in a way that's like, okay, everyone just goes their separate ways after this event kind of goes down. But uh, yeah, Bane, Bane has helped out the Sith at one point in time in this comic book, right? The Sith being Darth Maul. And, uh, and he also, it's clear, it's clear that he's got this working relationship with other bounty hunters, people like Aura Singh, uh, people that we see him associated with during the Clone Wars. So that's why this comic is kind of important. Uh, although it's not like super essential, it's just kind of worth noting. This is technically the first chronological appearance that he makes. And then we hit the Clone Wars and, uh, this is kind of like the big, um, the bulk, this is the, the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So his first appearance is in the Holocron heist arc. So um, if we're going chronologically through Clone Wars, technically his first ep his first episode appearance was when Zero gets liberated from the Republic prison, but that's actually the, the next story arc down the chain. So the first story arc that he shows up in, if you're watching the Clone Wars chronologically, it starts with Holocron heist, then Cargo of Doom, and then Children of the Force. And in this uh, in this three-part Clone Wars arc, Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, Children of the Force, Palpatine has this evil plan to capture both a Holocron from the Jedi uh, 
what is it? The Jedi vaults or something like that. Um, and then there's also a crystal out there being held by some Jedi called the Kyber crystal. It's a Kyber crystal, but it's called, it's like the Kyber crystal. It's got all these names like inscribed on it of future the giant one. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like a little one, but it's like a special Kyber crystal that they've inscribed names of future Jedi candidates. So he wants that and the holocron to be able to read the list and then he can use that list to go down the list of names, kidnap those kids and turn them into agents, right? Like dark agents working for him kind of thing. And uh, this is all foreshadowing the whole inquisitorious plan that he eventually comes out with later. Uh, but in the Clone Wars, he's got this evil plan to kind of steal children and uh, and turn them into these these agents of his own, right? These... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, Sith acolytes, yeah, so if you that will, comes up a few times. Yeah, I think later on in the later seasons, he is uh, they, one of the. It was like an infant that is a Rodian that gets kidnapped, and then I think Obi Wan has right. to rescue it. Yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. So that's the uh, children, uh, uh, Anakin and and uh, Obi uh, Obi uh, Anakin and Ahsoka are, are uh, kind of in charge of. Uh, rescuing those children and they're they're at a laboratory on mustafar in that in that um episode That's which is right. kind of cool yeah but uh what's interesting is because of the pre pre-existing relationship between maul and cad bane which i assume went well uh palpatine puts on his hood holograms in to chat with cad bane and basically gives him a job and he, he gives him the job of breaking into the jedi temple and uh, immediately, you know, Cad Bane's like hesitant. He's like, dude, like that's a Jedi temple. Like there's no way I'm breaking in there unless, you know, I want quadruple my fee. And and Palpatine's like, money is of no concern about the other, you know, and gives him the whole kind of evil yeah, rich Sith Lord. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, then I'll get 10 times my fee. <laughs> that's right. See how far you can push it. Yeah, yeah. Once again, money is no object to me. <laughs> like, well, I'll 20, 20 times. times. You know what? I'm going to call someone else. <laughs> 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 now, but he hires Cad Bane to do it. And, uh, you know, he, he's got that little droid Toto that helps him do it. And, and uh, it's such, oh, a, yeah. it's such oh, a cool arc, man. <laughs> seeing, seeing Cad Bane. Um, Why and, is it named after the dog from from <laughs> Wizard of Oz? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't at all. But it's uh, it's really quite funny because um, you know, like it, it, seeing seeing anyone break into the Jedi Temple for the first time since basically, like you know, the old Republic. I think they they mentioned in Star Wars Rebels that. During the siege of the of the uh, the old Republic, Mandalorians broke into the Jedi Temple to steal the dark saber back, right? Yeah. Um, and that was like the only other time I think that people have ever ever broken in to the Jedi Temple. Like it's just not done, right? And so he's obviously got this reputation that Palpatine kind of goes to him for for help because he knows that Bane can accomplish uh, this task. And traditionally, I think Django might have been the one to do a job like this. But at this point in the Clone Wars, you know, it's after Attack of the Clones. Django's now gone, which leaves Cod Bane at the, kind of the top of the list of best bounty hunters in the galaxy at this point. So we start right. off introduced to this character as if he's just the head, head kind of honcho guy you want to hire if you want a job done well, you know. I'm curious what your thoughts were coming into the series with that as the explanation for this character that you've never seen before. 
Did yeah. You buy it right away. I mean, like if well, yeah. Again, like if we're if we're not going chronologically, if we're talking about it from a uh, release episode point of view, uh, you, you still to be to have to break into the Senate, you know, hold a bunch of senators hostage, then go and liberate Zero from the Republic prison and stuff. You know, it's a bold move, right? And and I was thinking to myself, like, man, this is this is a cool character. This is a cool guy. Uh, he's he's kind of an evil bounty hunter, kind of like Aura Singh. Like she brutally just murders people, and uh, there's some Senate guards that she just executes point blank at some points in the show. And it's like, man, that's that's sweet. You know, like I uh, I, I love that kind of stuff. You know, like yeah, because because we we do have better bounty hunters. Obviously, Din Djarin is a bounty hunter, and he's a protagonist. But then you have complete other ends of the chain where it's like you got bounty hunters like Cad Bane, which are like way on the other side of the spectrum and they're just they're just bad you don't want to mess with them right so uh it's no longer just about the job uh, and money that's all there is there's no moral code at all exactly yeah there's no moral code and and people like boba people like dinjarin like they've got a code um cad bane does not you know he'll he'll stoop as low as kidnapping children (laughs) so uh, what did you think of the story arc, though? Like, did you like this uh, story arc with Palpatine's evil plan? You know, Cad Bane being hired for this sort of thing. Yeah, I thought it was it was actually a pretty interesting idea. Just the the, the idea of a bounty hunter having to break into the Jedi Temple, I think, is a cool concept. As far as the MacGuffin, I feel like like the the holocron with information about younglings. I feel like that could be. Mm-hmm. could be exchanged for pretty much anything right like it, was, it was more the concept of breaking in that i thought was cool yeah 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 for sure um we'll just take a quick listen actually to uh to the clip uh with um you know where cad bane meets meets uh palps palp uh sheave for the first time <laughs> and uh it's actually quite interesting like the dialogue that kind of transpires so let's give this a go Here we go. Definitely. Like right away, just ominous music. Excuse the interruption. As I was saying, Bounty Hunter, I have need of your services. I'm listening. I need a Jedi holocron. To get a holocron, I'd have to break into the Jedi Temple. It's impossible, not to mention deadly. Perhaps your reputation has been exaggerated. I want a rogue-class starfighter with elite weapons, cloaking device, the works. Oh, and triple my usual rate. Your price is of no concern. I will also provide you with the means to get inside the temple. You've got a deal. Yeah, all right. So, uh, you know, that's the first time technically we see him uh, in the show, if if you're going chronologically, that is. So, good arc. Really really good story arc. It's also the same arc, I believe, that uh, he, he, has a, he has a showdown with Ahsoka and uh, Anakin. And uh, he bests Ahsoka in a fight holds her hostage until he gets Anakin to unlock the holocron for him. 
in which he's already yep. he's already killed the Jedi that has the Kyber crystal at this point and you know pops it into the thing. So he's got all ready to go kind of thing. But uh yeah, he survives that encounter, gets away, fakes his own death, puts on some sort of clone armor, you know, in the whole process of this ship blowing apart, sneaks on board a Republic shuttle that's getting the heck out of there. And then he steals one of their own ships and gets away. And it's like, dude, this guy's like insane. Like <laughs> breaks into the Jedi Pretty temple, clever. steals like Republic ships, you know, like he's like the, he's already, he's like, he's like, okay, clearly this is one of the best guys that does the job right now. You know, when you watch that first three episodes with him, it's insane. Um, and Pretty uh, cause that's a, that's a very Han Solo move. To yeah. Like s- sneak in and take their own stuff to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, by the end of the story arc, Palpatine's plan, obviously, it falls apart with, with Ahsoka and Anakin finding all the children, you know, getting getting the uh, all that stuff back. And the, the whole laboratory kind of sinks into the lava. But uh, Cad Bane gets away. Obviously, he's, uh, he's, he's not in the best position to be uh, dealing with the Jedi at this point. If they ever came to him for anything, like, he'd probably be under arrest. But uh, you know, it's just like a really good way to kick off the character in this in this in this um, uh, in this format of uh, portraying him on screen. So the the next arc we see him in is uh, also three a three episode arc. It's uh, this called Evil Plans, Hostage Crisis, and Hunt for Zero. So these episodes are kind of scattered across the seasons, but they make up one story arc. And uh, this is the story arc that follows the events of uh, the Clone Wars theatrical release film, which uh, saw the capture of Zero the Hutt uh, once Jabba realizes that Zero is actually behind the plan that he uh, kidnapped his son Rada. And he's been held in a Republic prison for quite a while now. And uh, there's a big elaborate plan that the Huts have uh, to break Zero out of prison because he has something that they want. And it happens to be a journal uh, which uh, their father or something left behind that contains secrets of the family that dates back many, many hundreds of years or whatever, uh, which can incriminate their family, uh, the family of the Huts that is the crime family uh, for, for many, many, many things that they just don't want getting out. So they're like, okay, we got to get a hold of this guy. He's, he's being held in Republic prison by the Jedi. This is bad news, you know? Uh, and uh, we got a working relationship with, with them right now. Uh, we can't, uh, you know, we can't afford to, to have this journal get into the wrong hands. So they hire Cad Bane to break him out of the Republic prison. And of course, Cad Bane being as what he is, doesn't have any kind of code of ethics at all because uh, he almost kills all those senators, including Padme, if it wasn't for Anakin to get them out of the, you know, out of that scenario, uh, last second kind of thing. Uh, but uh, that was such a cool episode. I remember, you know, season one's always a bit rough when it comes to these animated shows, and that episode was a highlight for me uh, for the whole, uh, you know, um, the whole arc. Uh, it was pretty cool. Even just the fact that it introduced Cad Bane, which is, it's funny how, like, it was one of the better episodes, but it's also one that suffers from being released out of order. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, I feel like that's something we should probably explain because people don't uh, actually know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. So, for anyone who doesn't know what we're going on about with chronological and release order, um, Clone Wars had a bit of a uh, bit of an issue as it was it was it was coming out. Uh, there was a lot of episodes that came out, told a story, 
And then later in the seasons, they would decide, oh, hey, let's make that story into an actual story arc and make two other episodes that go along with it. And so then all of a sudden, these first and second season episodes uh, started becoming parts of story arcs from season three onwards. And uh, later when the show was wrapped up, uh, they released a list on StarWars.com. And you can actually look it up if you type up Star Wars Clone Wars Chronological Order. And uh, from beginning to end, they've reordered all the Clone Wars episodes in a way top down. Uh, and you can watch them all in that order. And uh, the story will make a lot more sense. Because if you watch it in release order, you know, you just hit play on Disney Plus. It starts with season one, goes down the chain. And, you know, characters that die, they come back, they die. You know, it's like, it's like okay, who, who's dead? Who's not dead? You know, because like this are this story happens then, and that one happens now, yeah. and this and that. And it's True just a, Disney fashion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's just ridiculous. So you know, anytime anyone watches Clone Wars, I'm like, you gotta watch it chronologically, otherwise it's just not gonna make any sense. Like, there's a lot of story arcs that are messed up and split all over the place. So, yeah, um, evil. It plans. is a lot better. I highly suggest it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that? Did you watch it in that order, or I forget? Uh, it took me three tries to watch watch through Clone Wars because the first two tries I tried from the beginning watching just season one. I always got really bored. Gotcha. Then <laughs> never finished it. And then after talking to you, I know you suggested that and kept hounding me to watch it. And I finally did. And I watched it chronological and it was significantly better. Right. right. But I do think it picks up a lot in season three. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Barring... A handful of episodes, including ironically my favorite arc, which I think is, is season two, which is the General Krull. Yeah, the General Krull on Baron arc. Yeah, Krull. Yeah, that's a good. That's one. That's the best one. So good, man. Yeah. So uh, this uh, the first episode in the story arc is called Evil Plans. Basically, Cad Bane and his associates are trying to get the plans to the Senate building because they need the Senate building plans to then later enact on their actual plan to break zero out of the prison. So Cad Bane takes the job and then it somehow incorporates three PO and R2 into this whole thing. Uh, they get sent out on an errand to uh, get some groceries for Padme because she's having a dinner party and uh, Cad Bane and his droid friends and stuff. They kidnap those droids while they're out taking a walk on in the market and uh, they get cracked open for, uh, for, for, you know, the, the plans of the, the Senate chamber and all that stuff. So let me just play a quick audio clip here. I don't want this gibberish. I want the plans for the Senate building. I don't know what you're talking about. You're Senator Amidala's personal droid. I am a protocol droid. Human cyborg relations. I can translate and instruct on appropriate etiquette, which in your case, sir, if you don't mind me saying, is sorely lacking. That is exactly the sort of behavior I am talking about. According to the analyzer, he is not lying. His head's totally empty of any information useful to us. Empty? I protest. I am fluent in over six million forms of communication. I have extensive programming in the correct methods Ain't of... Ain't that great? A brainless droid. Worthless. My lack of knowledge is not an impediment at all. Floor plans, blueprints are not in my programming. That was always R2's speciality. R2? The astromech? 
Go fetch me his little pal. <laughs> Thanks, 3PO. You just gave up uh, R2. <laughs> oh, gosh. Classic. Classic. Um, so that feeds into the next episode, which is Holocron Heist. And uh, that was a really wicked episode. And then, uh, of course, the follow-up to that is uh, Hunt for Zero and Obi-Wan and... Uh, and uh, Quinlan uh, Voss. <laughs> yes, thank you. Quinlan Voss. Obi-Wan and Quinlan Voss, they, uh, they have an interesting uh, relationship, shall we say. And, uh, you know, they go on a hunt for Zero, and that actually crosses paths with... Cad Bane at, at some point as well, which is uh, which is quite exciting, and they've got a bit of a showdown. And uh, Cad Bane stands just, his ground really well against two Jedi. Yeah, I think it's the first time we see Cad Bane using all of his tools to fight Jedi. He's yeah. flying around. He's got flamethrowers going and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like f- yeah, flamethrowers, jet rockets. You know, just the the, the whole nine yards. And uh, the the dialogue and, that transpires between them in that moment is pretty good as well. And I know those rocket boots, infamous for for this this fight. I know it's something that has come up multiple times in our Star Wars D and D games. Yeah, <laughs> our, our game masters. <laughs> you know, it's something that probably not too happy to hear about. Right, right. Let's <laughs> take a problem to <laughs> <laughs> have to deal with. Oh man, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, he's always had a bit of a bit of a rocky relationship with the jedi and it's it's it was pretty it's pretty cool to see him finally you know take his take a see how he holds up in that scenario and he he holds it off pretty well and he was able to just get away and uh yeah rockets off to the next story arc which is the it's a four-part story arc this is one of my favorites i think it's from season four and it's the whole story arc in which there's a plan to kidnap chancellor palpatine and uh, just before we actually talk about this um, I got to say, when I was watching the show back in the day, when these episodes were airing on TV, I, I thought to myself, oh, dang, is this the end of the show? Like, is this the end of Clone Wars? Like, this is the, this oh, is the story like arc. Oh, the Sith. Yeah, like, this is the story arc that, that ends up that, you know, they kidnap the Chancellor and we just fire right off into, into episode three, right? And and I thought that's where it was headed. And uh, and it, I was totally wrong. Like, this, this story arc did not play out that way. Thankfully. But, we missed yeah. a lot of good episodes. Yeah, yeah, because the follow-up seasons were even even better. Like season five and six just knocked it out of the park. But um, yeah, this was a, this was a pretty cool uh, cool story arc. First episode in this story arc is called Deception, followed by Friends and Enemies, followed by The Box, and then finally followed by the fourth one in the in the arc, which is called Crisis on Naboo. So, um, what do you remember about the story arc? This was with Rako Hardin, right? Yeah, this is the story arc where uh, they... Um, so basically, uh, at a certain point during the war, Bane is finally apprehended by the Republic for his crimes, imprisoned in uh, Republic Detention Center. And My first question was going to be, how did he get arrested? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't exactly know... Uh, how that worked probably out. a good story like, there right right yeah, yeah it happens between the story arcs i guess it, it happens and same with uh or uh, he intentionally turned himself in because we know that he's part of this group right yeah maybe and he's, maybe. Got a, he's the one who stages the the prison break may right exactly yeah so he's hired by a guy named moralo eval who's a criminal mastermind working for darth sidious and uh and count dooku right and um 
Cad Bane, Moralo Evol, you know, they break out of prison. They stage the entire prison break and a ton of people get loose, including Boba Fett as the child, you know, kid Boba Fett that tried to assassinate Mace Windu, who's then captured. He gets out. Uh, Bosk gets out. You know, everyone freaking gets out. And this event that happens, the the Republic prison break that, that Cad Bane uh, stages, is one of these events that just kind of is remembered by... Um, uh, by History. the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of these big things that happened during the Clone Wars. Um, very similar, actually, to uh, when Zero is broken out of prison by Cad Bane and they get away. Later in Season 6, or sorry, Season 7, I don't know if you remember that, but um, the uh, uh, the uh, Martez sisters, they actually recall the event of Zero being broken out in that story arc and they actually follow up what happened. They were like, the Jedi actually did come after them and there was a big chase. He still got away, but there was a big chase and a big build, like ship kind of went down crashing into this oh, building right. and then killed their parents. Right. And that yeah. was an event that I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. You know, cause we never saw the pursuit that happened immediately after he gets away. Right. Um, and, and it's just one of these events that just kind of sticks with the with the the way that that world is and and this There's so many people affected yeah yeah and so you take all these deadly kind of killers and bounty hunters and stuff and you set them loose upon a city full of billions of people it's bad news <laughs> so uh why are they on coruscant there's that many bad people like the prison <laughs> should not be on coruscant it should be on some desolate moon somewhere that's not me yeah, yeah like a prison planet somewhere yeah it's like a Guantanamo Bay planet, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but this yeah. was a really good arc. I like this arc a lot, especially because spoilers: Obi Wan fakes his own death mm -hmm. and, and tricks Anakin so that he can disguise himself as the secret bounty hunter to un undercover to uh, yeah undermine this plot. Exactly. Yeah, the Jedi hire a guy called Rako Hardin to basically assume his identity, and uh, and Obi Wan fakes his death, doesn't tell anyone. Uh, the only people that know about it is Yoda and Mace Windu, and they have to play it that way because uh, because you know if Anakin's reaction isn't um, authentic, genuine, yeah, genuine, yeah, that uh, that it wouldn't sell, right? And and they know that the top of the chain on the other side of the war is gonna know, right? And that includes Count Dooku and everyone involved and they're, they're trying to get to the bottom of this plot that they hear whispers about that this Moralo Ival has been tasked with this particular job of kidnapping the, the chancellor. So they send Obi-Wan disguised as Rako Hardin to basically get in on this job. And he does an exceptional performance, um, uh, you know, getting in on this, uh, on this gig, right? He comes up with his own code name in that arc, which is Ben. And uh, I love I love that story arc so much for for Obi Wan in prison and he he's on the comms with Yoda or Mace Windu and he he's like he pulls it out from the bottom of this chair and he's like this is Ben and then he like keeps talking he's like dang that was sweet like there's no context for how he came up with that but uh, I just appreciated the Easter egg so much you know that his code name was 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 just he shortened it to Ben and and he just later goes with that on Tatooine I thought that was great. It's pretty cool. It shows it like full circle how uh, yeah. how we came to get that name in the first place. Yeah, there's cool. Sure. There's a lot of cool tech in this this arc as well. Yeah, yeah. Like they get the 
later on in the later episode they have the the, the matrix that like dis- oh, disguises their the holographic armor. disguise matrix yeah yeah which is super cool so they don't have to actually put on different disguises they it's just a hologram around them yeah and then Racco hardeen or obi-wan has like a voice changing thing so that he can fully assume plus he like yeah it's very gadgetary does he try to remember how he how he turned into Racco hardeen Oh, he, the, yeah, there was some was injection like, in the neck, and it just completely, like, it, it's basically just polyjuice potion in Star Wars. Yeah. That's basically what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, but, man, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, the, the tech in this arc was cool. What was really interesting is throughout this first episode specifically, Cad Bane and Obi-Wan slash Racco Hardeen do not get along. Like, they... Uh, uh, you know, they, they don't want to, well, Bane doesn't want to have anything to do with, with Racco Hardeen because, uh, he's a guy who's kind of top dollar, right? And if he's got to split his fee with anyone, this better be a, a good, a good, capable person, right? And Racco Hardeen at this point is this nobody. Like he's, uh, yeah. Obi-Wan's plan though is to associate Racco Hardeen with the black, the bounty hunter that killed Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so he's got that going for him, but uh, Cad Bane's like, yeah, you know, he killed him with a lousy sniper blast. You know, he's like, anyone can do that. And uh, yeah. and so he doesn't have a whole lot of respect for Rack Hardin. But it's it's really interesting because as the, the arc goes on, he starts to gain this respect for Obi-Wan slash Rack Hardin. But he also smells something fishy about him. But he, he does gain respect for him. And in the very uh, third or... Uh, no, the final, the third arc, or sorry, the, the, the third episode of the arc, the box, uh, he actually saves his life. Like uh, Cad Bane, you know, Ra- uh, Moralo Evol tries to kill Racco Hardin because he's Obi Wan is the one saving them all, every challenge in the box. And uh, and eventually, uh, Moralo Evol's like, hey, he's, this guy's going to take my job as the planner for this whole thing, right? Like, I don't want that to happen, so I'm going to kill him off. And then Cad Bane, he's like, oh, no, if you got to kill him, you got to do it like a man. And he, like, saves him from falling off this edge, pulls him back up again, and lets lets him fight Morale Vival kind of thing. Um, and then at the end of the day, Cad Bane gets the the winning slot for, you know, leading the the charge against, uh, uh, you know, kidnapping Palpatine. But uh, it, it was just such so. a... Honestly, such a cool, of all the people there, yeah. the first choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really is, yeah. And I think Dooku kind of, he knows it too, and... Oh man, like this this whole story arc, man, is just such a great, such a great story arc. They they also have a run in. Uh, there's at one point where Anakin finds out that that Racco Hardin is Obi Wan, and there's a, there's a whole kind of thing with him in this story as well. But uh, there's a bit yeah, of yeah, because he's going on like a rampage slash investigation, trying to get revenge for Obi Wan. Yeah, exactly, and and uh, he's going after Racco Hardin because of. Uh, because of this whole escapade, right? And not knowing that he is, in fact, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, but <laughs> there's something really funny here. I got up late. Hold on a second. Look, it's Cad Bane. Are you sure? Ugh, who else wears a hat like that? <laughs> I love that. Um, so there's a, there's another moment in this in this episode where uh, they're, they're, chase, they're on a chase scene. Um, Anakin and Ahsoka pursuing Cad Bane, Racco Hardin, and Moralo Evol. And they knock their ship down to the ground, and uh, they end up having to, to get out and a bit of a standoff kind of thing. And uh, Cad Bane has a really interesting interesting line that he says to, uh, 
uh, says to Ahsoka after Anakin and Racco have a bit of a bit of a, uh, a tussle here. This is for Obi Wan. Cad Bane's yeah. Cad Bane saves Racco from Anakin slicing him down. Some fighting going on between Anakin and Cad Bane. Is what's funny is like he doesn't realize Racco is Obi Wan, of course, but he thinks that Racco already wants to kill Anakin. And Cad Bane's jumping in there to try and get the kill first, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to get the credit for killing yeah. a Jedi, just yeah. like Racco, right? Yeah, he's jealous of Racco. Yeah, Obi-Wan knocks Anakin out. Cad Bane's about to kill him. And Ahsoka jumps in. Ship is still operational. I got it working. Now let's get out of here. You're lucky we're in a hurry, little lady. We'll have to dance another time. He's just got such cool lines, man. Like, like it's, yeah. it's the most, like, westernized thing that he could possibly say in that moment, you know? It's so cowboy of him. So true. Yeah, he's got a, gr a whole bunch of great one-liners. He's such an <laughs> old yeah. west here, like, pulled right out of, like, Fistful of Dollars or something, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he's um, he's supposedly based on a character from uh, that Clint Eastwood movie. Is it... Uh, there, there's a lot. <laughs> man with no name. Um, is it the man with no name? Um, Fistful Dollars is the most famous, I think. Yeah, there was a character. Uh, there was a character specifically that he's he's based on, uh, which I can't fully remember uh, which one it is. Uh, is it Angel Eyes from the Man with No Name? I'm pretty sure. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's Angel Eyes. Is that uh, is that a character from that from that uh, film? Pretty sure it is. We're gonna look it up. Can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah. Looks like it. Yeah, it's got it. Yeah. Angel eyes. Yeah. Guy so. with the big hat. So yeah. The guy, right. The guy with the big hat. Yeah. So that that's technically who he's based on. Um, but yeah, such a great story arc. And obviously at the end, once again, um, Crisis on the Boo, Cad Bane gets away. Um, and oh, no, sorry. He, no, he doesn't get away. He gets captured, I think. Doesn't he? Because he he, uh, he says uh, he says something like uh, he realizes it was Kenobi when when Windu walks over or something like that and you know he says well done Master Kenobi or whatever and then Cat Bane is like Kenobi I yeah. knew there was something fishy about you from the start <laughs> yeah yeah even though he yeah. clearly was like falling for it for most of the arc yeah yeah he fell for it for like a good long while saved his life like two or three times. Um, but was what was what really tore me up was that even though they're adversaries, there was a bit of a respect thing going there for for Cad Bane mm -hmm. uh, and uh, knowing even even after finding out that it was Obi Wan Kenobi, like I think he had a little bit of respect for Racco Hardeen, That is uh, this guy that he just didn't like in the beginning, and and they kind of grow into these, you know, professionals, but uh, obviously at at odds, but. Um, you know, he, not enough to want to kill each other at that point. 
And well, uh, they're almost even teammates. Yeah, they're teammates, right? Exactly. And and so it was nice to see. Uh, he even gives Rakhar Hadin the job of being the sniper when it comes to subduing the Chancellor, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of um, it, it, it's a good story arc, right? and you kind of you kind of get attached to this relationship of Cad Bane with. Uh, with Rakuhardi or with Obi-Wan, shall we say, uh, before things go south. And it's just one of those classic Fast and Furious plot lines. You know, the cop has to pretend to be the racer uh, and the criminal and, uh, you know, infiltrate the gang, you know, <laughs> and uh, is the same kind You're of... You're right. They're just describing Fast and Furious. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The plot line of this whole arc is, is basically Fast and Furious. And... Um, I remember when uh, when Squid Game came out, the the Netflix show. Uh, there was a big thing online, you know, something that Star Wars fans will have known so much sooner than than the headlines caught on to it. But uh, the box episode is just straight out of you know, it's just the Squid Game show is just straight out of Clone Wars, is out of the box episode because the box is this shape shifting environment with all these booby trap challenges, and. That's basically just the whole, it's a game, right? And there's a winner and the ones who win get to take part in this job that's going to pay billions of dollars to billions of credits or millions of credits to uh, um, take part in this in this heist to kidnap the Chancellor. So, uh, yeah, it's it was a, it was a cool, uh, uh, one of the most, I think, uh, exciting and uh, cinematic plot lines of, of the whole, uh, the whole series, I got to say. It was fun just be, uh, watching an episode with all these different bounty hunters yeah. you know, like, trying to work together and the, see a competition between just them. Totally, totally. Um, surprisingly enough, that's uh, the full quantity of direct finished episodes that Cad Bane was in. Um, Which is always insane to me because it always feels like he's in a lot. Same with Quinlan Voss. Some reason to me, I feel like there's multiple arcs. Mm -hmm. And it feels like there's a lot of story. But when you actually look at them in order, there's not that many. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. And and, uh, there's... There were some clips that were released with Cad Bane for some unfinished Clone Wars episodes. And uh, I know Disney threw us a bone and gave us half a season for, for... Dave to wrap up the the final stories, but uh, there was still a big chunk of Clone Wars that we never had or that we never got right, and and there was an intended eight seasons before it became shortened down to a measly six and a half, then then seven ish, because even season six is like half a season, so it's basically six seasons. But um, there was supposed to be a total of eight seasons, each season being like twenty two to twenty four episodes in a season, kind of thing. And there were some story arcs with Cad Bane and Boba Fett, uh, which well, it was a big story arc. We've talked about it many times, including when we were talking about the book of Boba Fett. Uh, we brought it up before, you know. Uh, and uh, there was this whole story arc where Cad Bane would have mentored Django's son, Boba, and uh, they would have had this relationship that, you know, part of the reason why Boba gets this westernized flair about him, you know, wearing the spurs and all that. And uh, I thought it was just such a cool idea to have have something going there, right? So let's just play like a little bit of audio. Uh, you can look these up for yourself online. Um, they're uh, they're proxy animation, so it's basically what the team used to storyboard an episode together before they actually produce the animation for uh, the full fledged thing. Um, so it's 
a bit rough, but you get the idea. And the uh, the audio ha- was already recorded for the voice actors and such. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of an interesting, interesting little snippets that they released uh, over the course of the years at various conventions and all this and that. Of course, Star Wars Celebration again around the corner. Maybe they'll release some more stuff, in, uh, you know, in light of Book of Boba and all that. Uh, who knows? But uh, let's just take a quick listen to the first clip here. Cad Bane and Boba sitting out in the middle of a field with Toto, the droid. A new one, that is. Having a drink. We're about to be ambushed. Are you sure? Yep. We are completely surrounded. It's going to be a pretty good scrap. We can take him. Oh, I'm sure we could, but instead... I want you to let yourself get captured. What? No way! Look, the only way we're gonna be able to find their camp is if they take you alive and drag you back to it. Take this tracking device so I can locate you. Can I at least put up a fight? Just don't overdo it. You don't want them to kill you. Get ready. Here they come. The Tuscans. Oh yeah, look at that. So some at some point between the two of them, things go south, and uh, there's a bit of a standoff that happens toward the end of the story arc, and uh, this is kind of this this clip we played before, but I might as well just play it again. What I really what I really like about the story arc is like it's it is just the pinnacle of, you know, Boba getting on top of that. So hasty now, boy. That number one bounty hunter slot, right? It becomes his after this moment. And it adds story to the ever question. This isn't their fight anymore. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Always fighting for those in need. That's a quick way to wind up poor or dead. And probably both. No more innocent people are going to die. All be locked up, all live in fear. Looks like your little insurrection has failed. Now surrender, and I'll let your friends walk away. I say, we give the kid his shot. (laughs) 
So that's it. Just you and me then, Boba Fitz. I guess it is. They both got the dual gun thing going on, you know. Mm-hmm. It's sweet, man. Like, like, there's the book of Boba did not do this moment justice for the second time. If if it was supposed to be the second showdown, they really could have just went shot for shot and copied it, and it would be better. Yeah, I would kind of wish they had. Yeah, same here. Yeah, the, the suspense builds that just flashes back and forth. Like this entire time, they're zooming in on the guns, the hands, the eyes, all that stuff. Until finally, boom! And then Boba gets the big dent in his helmet, and then to hear it, you hear it charring on flames and stuff, which is pretty cool. It kind of goes against the whole Beskar thing, but um, hey, you know, it was cool, right? <laughs> Maybe because it didn't actually puncture it, so you could just say Cad Bane's blasters are just. Really, really strong. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe like cranked them to the max or whatever. But uh, it's just such a cool, cool story arc that we'd still don't have. Would love to get. Um, I think the team at Lucasfilm still considers a canon. At least that's what Pablo was saying. It seems like it. At least, like, because I know the the book of Boba Fett really made it a gray area. But Cad Bane did have that patch on his head. Yeah, exactly. In in the Bad Batch, when he shows up, they do provide him a, a kind of this f- physical excuse for being there and not having it died in that story arc. And I think if we did get that story arc where he did, in fact, die, I don't think the Bad Batch would have happened in the first place. And therefore, I don't think he would have shown up in there. Therefore, again, not showing up in the Book of Boba. So I think... Completing the Clone Wars would change everything. It would have changed everything that Disney's done with Bad Batch and Book of Boba over the last couple of years. Uh, and it's all to do with end of Clone Wars. That, that's what I say like Clone Wars is so crucial to, to people enjoying Star Wars to its fullest because um, it, it has so many ties. You know, even, even to what like is coming out in the future with the Ahsoka show with. Uh, with anything, you know, anything they're doing is like Clone Wars. It all goes back to Clone Wars somehow, some way, because Dave Filoni is one of these guys that's going to draw off of these stories that he has been affiliated with. And Clone Wars well, is He's like, wrote so many stories and so many characters. So yeah. it just makes sense that Clone Wars all is that, his that foundation. Wealth, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. That's the his foundation. Of, of story. For sure. Yeah. And, and uh, the foundation of like some of these stories in, in Mandalorian and, um, and uh, going forward in some of these shows, Book of Boba, onwards, whatever, has either come from Star Wars Rebels or some Star Wars The Clone Wars. And it's like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot there. So, um, yeah, there's uh, even on the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia page, there is a little, little uh, segment about this unfinished story arc. And uh, yeah, and it says the two eventually drifted apart, obviously, something to do with the standoff. Zero cat loves being a part of the the podcast. <laughs> She's just excited about Cat Bane, one of her favorite characters. I, I know. I can feel. I feel it. I feel it. I agree. <laughs> um. So, Age of the Empire comes around, and uh, we have uh, the first uh, the first story arc. Actually, the first episode that uh, Cat Bane shows up in is reunion and then following that is bounty lost so 
Uh, just a quick recap for reunion. Um, it happens to be. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. Um, the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch reunion. So so Cad Bane shows up for the first time. Season one, episode eight. That's what it is. And uh, do you remember much about this episode? Reunion, the first episode that that Cad Bane shows up in. I do because I think it was one of the episodes I liked quite a lot. And so I know uh, they go to one the abandoned Kaminoan facility, which is pretty cool. Mm. And that's where Cad Bane shows up and he's trying to capture Omega. But then uh, Shan is there as well. Yeah. And then we get a really cool duel between the two. And then you and I were left questioning, are they trying to make Fennec Shand the new number one bounty hunter? Yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, what was, what was a great moment was when he comes face-to-face with, uh, with um, uh, Hunter. And uh, they've, got a, they've got a bit of an interesting moment. Um, and they very similar to the moment that he has or would have had with, with Boba in uh, the Clone Wars, they give a moment like that to him and Hunter, another another westernized standoff. And um, I'm just going to say the music, when he first shows up in this, in this scene, is just fantastic. Someone's here. This wasn't the scrapper's handiwork. One much work. Omega, get behind me. I've taken down so many clones over the years. Once you figure out one, the rest are easy. You're in for a surprise. I doubt that. He's a bounty hunter. Ain't you smart. The kid's got it all figured out. You're in trouble now. Who hired you? Son, that's confidential information. Yeah, so uh, that's a, there's a pretty cool, there's a pretty cool, I just cut it off short there, but uh, there's a pretty cool scene. And uh, in the following episode, um, I think it was, is that the one that you're talking about? Episode nine, which is called Bounty Lost. Is that the one with, uh, with Fennec Shand? That one's got a Fennec Shand in it. Yep. Yeah. So that's the follow-up episode. And, uh, ah, okay. yeah. Cause, cause Cad Bane at this point, the end of episode eight, he, uh, he guns down Hunter. Who's, uh, thankfully still alive at the end of that encounter, uh, badly injured though. And then Cad Bane does in fact get Omega and, uh, and uh, he's got her kind of in cuffs at the beginning of the episode, but right, and that's when he goes to the cl- the abandoned yeah, that's, facility. That's right. Yeah. That's when Fennec comes after her, and you know, the the whole uh, the whole parade. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty it's a pretty neat episode, and and seeing him show up obviously in in the Bad Batch was excuse me, such a <clears throat> such a neat way to kind of carry that story on. I guess that uh, even though Clone Wars didn't wrap up. Uh, you know, it was just cool to see that character back, right? Yeah, 100%. And we didn't expect Cad Bane to be back at this point because we were both under the assumption that the 
the animation reels were were canon, and that's where Cad Bane was killed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a bit of a controversy, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? He they they knocked him over at one point. His hat flew off. You see this big metal kind of patch on his skull. I was like, you know what? There's people that exist in the world that have, in fact, been shot in the head and live to tell the tale, right? Um, and <laughs> you got you got to be the luckiest person ever, and the fact that happens to be the villain known as Cad Bane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which side of the force is helping him out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so let's take a quick listen to this episode. There's a there's a small section here which is worth listening to. Uh, oh, sorry. This is uh, this is Cad Bane uh, versus Fennec Shand from Episode Nine: Bounty Lost. You of all people know it's all about the price. Besides, she was my score first. Omega and I go way back, don't we? You lack the experience to be going up against me. Yet I'm the one who has the payment. That's my case you're holding. Hand it over and I'll let you walk out of here. How about a trade? The case for the girl. Sounds fair? You first. I have the case! Yeah, so that's uh, that's a nice little clip there from from that episode, and uh, you know anyone who wants to see Cad Bane again in uh, animated form, go check out the Bad Batch. Uh, so that was a really cool story. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Cad Bane's gonna be back for season two. Uh, what do you think? What do you think, Blake? Do you think Cad Bane's gonna be back for season two? I do. I do think so because he's such a cool character. Uh, we'll definitely have to see how it's tied together. I would like to see another showdown between him and Fennec, I think. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. I'd, l- I'd love to see a rematch between him and Hunter. Obviously, he's got to walk away from a fight like that. But, uh, you know, it's just it's just neat to see him doing these uh, these other jobs. And, uh, you know, I hope they find a good way to bring him back again uh, in, in the following seasons. Of course, big time jump happens. And uh, the next time we see him again is all the way... After the original trilogy, a couple of years later in the Book of Boba Fett, starting with chapter six, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. And uh, this was great. Uh, the, I, I got to say, chapter six, I think uh, I, I mentioned it before, is probably my favorite episode out of the whole season. And uh, it happens to be the episode, I think, that Dave Filoni directed, right? Uh, but just such a really cool uh, a cool way to bring him back, and I know I know I've I've stated my own complaints about kind of how they handled the visual look of the character, um, and uh, and such. But but you know I'm still always 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 grateful to see a character like this come back uh, in any way, shape, or form. And uh, if since he's back anyways in the Bad Batch, I assume, hey, uh, 
great. Like when I saw him come back, I was like, no way. Like I, I sat up in my seat when I was watching this at home on the couch. I don't know about you. Were, were you the same way you saw him? And uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, from from the moment they did the wide angle and you just saw the guy with the hat, I was just like, no way. They, yeah. <laughs> they finally did it. They finally brought Cad Bane live action because I know that's something that we've wanted for a very, very long time. Oh, yeah. Then, and then I the rest of the episode, I was only half paying attention to what was happening because I was trying to debate if, if he looked right or not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I totally get it. I uh, know. I feel the same way. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was a tough one, but, but, uh, it's still, still cool to see, uh, you know, someone like that show up and, and, you know, uh, and he shows up at the very, uh, sorry, he shows up at the very end of the episode and, uh, I got some, some audio again from, from this clip. So let's take a listen. Let me handle this deputy. I'm not leaving you out here alone. Get inside. Picture perfect uh, costume too. Like they certainly uh, took measures to make sure it looked accurate. Yeah, the costume is spot on. Even the uh, the tubes oh, and everything. Man. Yeah, the tubes for sure. Yeah. And who might you be? Whatever fetters paying you will match. And all you've got to do is stay put and let things play out. Hey, the marshal ain't for sale. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. I feel like the hat could have been a little bigger. Agreed. Just like Ahsoka's head tails could be a little longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be careful where I was sticking my nose if I were you. Is that friendly advice or a threat? Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire. You tell your spice runners Tatooine's closed for business. This planet's seen enough violence. You should have never given up your armor. Let me get yet another standoff and he guns down uh, Cobb Vanth and we know that he survives as well but uh, kills the deputy cold blood you know what I find really interesting about that clip is uh, he he states that that Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer and uh, as far as our knowledge goes he hasn't had any run-ins with Boba since the Clone Wars at least as far as the stories that we have to go off of because we're you know only one episode away here uh, talking about uh, Book of Boba from his demise but um, that's, and that's all the content that he shows up in. Right. So it's like, man, like what happened with, with, I mean, he's the cold blood killer, right? I don't know if this is just kind of a blind sight. It's just like this thing he's throwing out there to make him look bad or, or if it's like some grudge that he's got 
against Boba for maybe uh, dealing with the Empire and and superseding uh, Cad Bane's reputation uh, that he gets a job like that and uh, possibly possibly stacking on top of the fact that Boba did in fact shoot him in the face. And <laughs> I mean, he never did say he was a good guy. So I think he's saying like Boba as well is just, is terrible. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, just throwing him under the bus or whatever, you know, uh, something like that. So uh, you know, it's just one of those one of those interesting things. And then of course, um, uh, Cad Bane shows up again. Uh, I guess I think it's like twice in like the next episode. He has got a bit of a uh, a thing going on with them in the in the streets. Was it like yeah? <clears throat> he has some tension. Uh, essentially, yeah. Two two more duels. One uh, gets uh, called off at the last second because they both have back shooters, and then they actually have their the duel moment. So that means, which is kind of funny. I didn't think about this before. But that means the in the uh, the book of Boba Fett, the three times we see him is all duels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick listen to this first one. smelled something. If you're looking for a job, you're late. I've already got a job. I'm here to negotiate on behalf of the Pike Syndicate. I don't negotiate with gutless murderers. If that's not the Quackter calling the stifling slimy. Clear out. Tell your bosses we know they're outnumbered. I wouldn't be counting on the people of Freetown to be coming anytime soon. I paid Marshal Vanth a visit. You should have never left him without his armor. Before you get any ideas. I've got back shooters too. Let the spice move through Moss Esper, and all this can be avoided. No. What do you propose then? I will only negotiate with the head of the Pike Syndicate. You mean the one that massacred your Tuscan family and blamed it on a speed bike gang? You know it's true. Boba. Let's do this, right here, right now. Not now. You pick when. 
Kill fans. The reinforcements aren't coming. We fight on our terms, not theirs. I can take him. You're emotional. I can take him. We need to adjust. You'll have your moment. Your client, negotiations are terminated. You're going soft in your old age. We all do. What's your uh, what's your takeaway from their conversation? And uh, when he kind of alludes to, uh, you know, it, just like the first time that he says anything to Boba, and he's like. Uh, um, what did you say? You're looking for a job or something like that? And he's yeah. like, I already, I already got a job. And it's like, <laughs> it's almost like no time has passed or whatever, but it's also very tense. So it's kind of a general, it's like they, they, they kind of presented that moment as we can always make something that goes right before this if we have to. Uh, and it doesn't really break anything, but at the same time, it's just, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's still just enough that it gets us from that last confrontation, knowing it's been years. They're within the same circles. They've probably heard what each other have been doing over the last few years, right? Uh, so there is many something years. There. Yeah, over the last many years. Yeah, uh, twenty, thirty, almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, yeah, it's a good question. I guess I would think because I. I, I believe you're referring to the time gap between their last duel in the animations. Yeah. I would think with that response of Boba saying, like, are you looking for a job? You're late. To me, that seems like tensions have cooled a bit from when they last mm. had their standoff. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's been 30 years, so maybe that's been enough. Mm-hmm. Or they have crossed paths since then. Right. Yeah, and uh, let's just take a quick listen to the final kind of confrontation. I'm not going to listen to all of it because that's, that's, I think it's diced up a few times over the course of the battle. But let's, there's something interesting that he says kind of right here before they fight again after this whole Rancor situation goes down. Cad Bang scares away the Rancor. Boba gets up and they have another standoff in the street. I've known you a long time, Bobo. One thing I can't figure. What's your angle? This is my city. These are my people. I will not abandon them. Like the Tuscans. Don't toy with me. I'm not a little boy any longer. You are an old man. I'm still faster than you. That may be, but I have armor. Let's find out. about the time you jet off to your Bacta tank. The 
Is it really interesting that they acknowledge you try to go straight that he's known him for so long? Your father's blood pumping through your well, that's what we were just talking about. Like, yeah. Boba's known him since he was a child. Yeah, Boba and here is what fifty? Exactly. Yeah, and 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 uh, um, Cad Bane actually in that in that just brief moment there, he says, you know, you, you're a killer. You've got your blood, your father's blood running through your veins. So he acknowledges the fact that that Django and Boba directly related. He knows that relationship is there. He he's acknowledging the fact that Cad Bane once mentored Boba. He's acknowledging the fact that he was once mentored himself by Django. And uh, there's a lot of personal stuff going on, right? As they're uh, shooting at each other in this in this street fight, uh, which is which is pretty cool. It's one of those things that's really cool that it works knowing that, but it also works if you're just watching the episode and you had no idea that that happened. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and uh, you know, it's worth mentioning as well. They like going from. Going from animation to live action is always a rough transition, but uh, the way he flips around in in uh, in the street as they're dueling it out, they nailed Cad Bane's like athletic ability. Even as an old man, he seems to be able to do these crazy flips and stuff like that. You know, he somersaults yeah. and everything like that. He's very agile. I mean, yeah. he, he's able to hold his own against Jedi, so uh, he's yeah. not going to be like a like a Bowser type character. <laughs> right, right. Very lean and agile. Um, exactly could be able to dodge and not get cut in half yeah and when uh when boba says like i'm not a little boy any longer you know don't toy with me like he's kind of he's speaking to him as if he's his ex-mentor and now they're both old men and both kind of in a different place in life right like cad bane's just kind of stayed consistent with what he was before when they had their first showdown uh which was basically harming uh being associated with harming innocent people right and in that same moment in clone wars in the unproduced episode boba was kind of on this side of of uh of a code that he had even though he was a killer and a bounty hunter and stuff like that he's not a cold-blooded killer like cad bane is uh, he's not it's not the same kind of cold-blooded killer killing right and so uh you know he was he was trying to save uh, some innocent people and stuff and was basically just risking his life for that and here he is again doing the same thing all these years later but as a crime lord and as a leader and as somebody who wants to see this city thrive and cad bane doesn't understand what he's doing he's like what's your angle he's like i don't get it uh you know and he's known this guy a long time and he just can't figure out why boba would want this because cad bane is just so stuck in his roots right uh it just makes no sense to him if there's no personal gain out of it then it's yeah. not something Cad Bane would do. No, yeah, and it, it, it's it's moments like that where he's just acknowledging to us as the audience that this guy is he's just evil. He's just a, he's just an antagonist in every way, shape, and form. That he's got no he's morality. Not, he's not Darth Sidious, but he's he's not a good person either. No, yeah, he doesn't care about innocent people. Yeah, he he's just very selfish. At, very at the end of the day. Very, yeah, yeah. He says something interesting here too. Consider this my final lesson. It's about to execute. Look out for yourself. Anything else 
is weakness. So that's the end of Cad Bane. Do you think he's dead? <laughs> do you think he's gonna come back? <laughs> no, I think stomach? I think that was intended to be the end. It's just obviously, I think I think if anyone listening in on this episode right now has heard our uh, our whole Boba Fett coverage, you know, you guys know how we feel about that that last episode. But um, you know, it's just uh, um, seeing the end of that character. I think um, if they ever do bring it back, obviously it's for an earlier point in the timeline uh but and we'll, we'll get him again i'm sure for you know bad batch and and stuff but uh yeah it, it's certainly well, maybe this Ob- obi-wan series coming up be how cool would it be if cat bane is hunting obi-wan down. oh yeah yeah totally i mean you know maybe he could show up in that or uh even in andor you know maybe he'll show up uh in andor for some some reason um there's, yeah, there's he's alive in the era now yeah yeah, there's a variety of shows that he could be, uh, he could show up in, right? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, like like when when, you, when we look at a character like this, it's 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 kind of one of those things, kind of like Maul, you know. But Maul, Maul's more interesting because he's got this actual story arc of having to change and evolve as time goes by, as he tries to survive, he tries to reinvent himself, tries to become a crime lord, this and that. Cad Bane is just one of these characters that we've taken, we've now taken a look at. That's just consistent you know beginning to end there's nothing different about him and anytime you see him there's nothing different right and he's uh, a skilled selfish prick at the start and he's a skilled selfish prick at the end yeah (laughs) well said well said you know uh the audience uh, would applaud you for that (laughs) so i mean memoirs cad bane's memoirs cad bane skilled Selfish prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's just uh, he's one of those characters. And, and uh, as cool as he is, I feel like um, someone like Boba Fett, you know, we people loved him because he, 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 was the, he was the bad guy. But he was like this cool guy with gadgets and everything like that. And even though Cad Bane is somewhat different, in a way, he's liked for the same attributes. You know, he's got the cool stuff. He's got the bad attitude. He's the villain of the story. In 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 almost every in every case, he's always the antagonist. And uh, it's just um, there's not a lot of co- you know there's not a lot of characters out there that we can say the same of. Even even Maul has had his moments where he's not necessarily been a good guy, but. He has, we've seen him pair up and fight Inquisitors with Jedi. He's been a crime lord. You know, he's been, he's been a he's variety of kind things. of, he tried became to, a, a master to uh, Ezra. Yeah. He was Ezra's like a mentor for like a brief five minutes. He was, uh, he tried to make amends with Ahsoka so that they could pair up and take down Sidious, you know, yeah. until she didn't believe him about all this other stuff with Anakin. 
And it's like a guy like that, he's bad. He's evil. He's a Sith Lord. He's a, he's a lot of things. And at the end of the day, he dies. Obi-Wan holds his body in the desert as an old friend, almost, you know, lets him die in his arms kind of thing. He gives him the decency of, of telling him what he thinks Luke is. And, uh, and there's a, there's a lot of things there that make a character like that interesting and gives him multiple shapes. Cad Bane is just like a box. You look at it, it's the same from every, every angle, man. Every angle, he's just the same guy. And it's like, there's something refreshing. That's why we like him. Yeah, there's something refreshing about at least one character out there is like that. And Palpatine's no different. You know, he's a very simple, straightforward villain with a goal, with many, many goals, many, many plans. And they're all for personal gain. And Cad Bane is always about the money, always about the bounty, uh, always about getting the job done. And, uh, What's and, funny is that was the original description of Boba Fett during the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's funny how the best. characters he just evolved. wanted money. He did whatever it took to get it done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny how characters like that evolve. Um, aspects that have been invented with a character like Boba have now been amplified in each individual way through another character. So Din Djarin it's was... was passed the, down. Yeah, yeah. So the bad guy... Uh, aspect with the gadgets has been given to Cad Bane. Uh, the masked, kind of quiet, mysterious man who's a bounty hunter kind of got passed off to Din Djarin. And there's there's a lot of other things that they've kind of shared with with Poor other characters. Boba. And Boba... <laughs> stripped. Yeah, yeah, and Boba really is kind of tribute to, uh, uh, I guess, inspiring a lot of these characters, right? Because, you know, Boba came first. So, you know, what would what would Boba be if it wasn't for... Um, you know, it, or what would Cad be if it, it, it be if it wasn't for Boba, you know, existing in that universe already with that Western flair and um, you know, the bad cool gadgets, yeah, the cool gadgets and all that stuff. So, uh, I love that we can look at these characters, uh, from from a perspective looking back uh, at all the the stuff that they've kind of been, all the stories that they've been in over the years, and uh, uh, really kind of dive into the complexity of some of these guys. But uh, Cad Bane. Uh, being a character that we saw the end of more recently, um, just interesting looking back at his character arcs and realizing this guy really doesn't change, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, that being said, is there anything uh, you wanted to bring up um, before we uh, wrap up? And I actually got one last thing I-, I wanted to throw out there before before we close up here, but anything you want to bring up? Well, I think that they spend all this money on the costume that we are going to see Cad Bane again at some point. Yeah, in live so, action? That's my, I think so. That's my opinion on it. I feel like they like to reuse a lot of that stuff. Yeah, that's certainly a possibility. Um, Maybe he'll be cloned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he will be. Uh, so before we wrap up, I wanted to throw it out there. NetEase. Uh, reportedly is acquiring Star Wars Eclipse developer Quantic Dream. I know there's been a lot of uh, stuff in the news about uh, Quantic Dream and and uh, kind of the um, controversial, toxic work environment there and uh, the inevitable delays of the High Republic game Eclipse because of all these things. And it's worth mentioning that studio is now being bought out and being acquired by a company... Uh, which is based in China. Um, it's possible that a lot of this work could be outsourced. It's possible that things over that, that studio could be 
completely changed around. I know the the hierarchy of leadership might change up a little bit with this the the current guy in charge maybe leaving or whatever. Who knows? Basically, just mentioning it because I know we were talking about it recently with the release date of this game potentially being like way down the road in 2028 or something like that. But uh, maybe with this buyout, we could see that game a lot sooner. So that's some some good news. You think it'd be sooner as in they'll get the work done faster? Yeah, as in they're going to kind of fast track a game like that uh, to, to okay. earn, earn back their... Uh, their purchase and uh, who knows? Because it was a long ways out originally, wasn't it? like for, like five or six years from now. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was supposed to be. Um, what was it? Uh, well, it was supposed to be 2027, 2028 when when this game is released because of all the issues, That's I think. Cool. But uh, the teaser trailer being out already, I think that all of us just assumed, oh, it's coming out like in a year or two, right? Yeah. And that's apparently yeah, not the, the case. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's not the case. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see maybe if uh, if that game will be fast-tracked in any way whatsoever. But who knows? I hope so. We need more Star Wars games. Uh, I'm finally playing through Jedi Fallen Order now, and I'm enjoying it quite a lot. Yeah. I want more games in that same light. Yeah, like it, for sure. Disney has had the license for Star Wars for so long, and we've got such a tiny, tiny amount of games in that amount of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think EA really killed a lot of the... The momentum with good Star Wars games, and uh, you know, it's great to see some of these games coming back. Um, Jedi, for, some of these genres coming back, you know, like single player storyline games. Yeah, that's what I want to see. That's really the heart of Star Wars games because Star Wars is it's it's a story like universe, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we want. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, story driven games is what we want as Star Wars fans. So, you know, it's good to see that coming back. Um, any last words before we wrap up here? Cad Bane wise or, or anything else? No, just uh, it's good chatting with you, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Sounds good, man. We'll catch you in the next episode. Keep flying. All right, and thank you guys for tuning in at home, in the car, in the kitchen, wherever you are. You know, it's great to uh, see people tuning into the show. At, uh, at all times, every day of the week, we got people across the world listening into this podcast, and it's, uh, it's great to, to, to see that, because even though it's ad-free, we don't make a dime off this thing. Uh, it's just encouraging to see that people love listening to uh, us banter at Star Wars Escape Pod all about uh, Star Wars and uh, you know keeps the, keeps the hobby uh, fun and uh, knowing that, that people out there actually uh, tuning in. Uh, which is uh, kind of what it what it's for. So, um, best way to help us out is by leaving a five star review on whatever platform you're listening on. If it supports re reviews, that is, um, leave a couple words behind. You know, uh, we we'd appreciate five or ten words, giving people the recommendation to tune into Star Wars Escape Pod. Share the show with a friend, and follow us on social media. Links are all in the description below. We'll see you guys in the next episode, and may the force be with you.